hello and welcome everyone to the Evolve podcast. Supporting you to rise above all your limits, connect with the power of your soul, and give and receive more love in all forms. I'm your host, Tanya Penny. I'm an occupational therapist, I'm an intuitive guide, divine channel, and author of the Connect with the Divine You book and journals. And in today's episode, I'm going to be focusing on understanding depression. So both feeling like just the feeling of depression and also having the actual diagnosis of depression. So what I'm sharing today is going to be um, for those that are, again, either feeling depressed or actually having the diagnosis. Because I'm going to say that most people on the planet at some point in time in their life feel depressed, whether they actually have the actual diagnosis or not. Now, I started to, you know, you might be asking why, why, Tanya, are you talking about this? I'm talking about it for a couple of reasons. One, because I'm now 48 years old. And from the time I was about five years old, that's as far back as I can remember, um, I experienced depression, even though I wasn't diagnosed at that time. It wasn't until I was in my, I think, late teens, early 20s, that I actually received that diagnosis um, by you know, the medical field. And it wasn't until that time that I was put on medication. So I think there in the past has been a lot of stigma about di- uh, about depression. And I feel like that has really shifted and more people are being diagnosed now than in the past, which is great. And so I, again, I'm teaching this because I am very um, in tune with depression, experiencing it from a young age, having it probably really, really bad, even with the medication up until my early thirties. And it's coming up big time right now, again, because I'm going through another layer of healing some deeper trauma that is bringing that depression, deeper layers of that up again to be released. And so it really felt like now was the time, um, probably a month ago, (laughs) I was getting the guidance to do it. And it wasn't until Um, today that I really felt like I was in a good place to do that coming in and out of it again myself. So in this, in this episode, I want to talk about what is at the root of it. Okay. And then for those of you that want a little more support after that, um, I'll be giving you some ways to do that. So from a mind, body, soul perspective, that's where I'm going to be coming from today, not from the Western medicine perspective. Um, even though I have the Western medicine background, I feel like plenty of people already have that information. It's this mind, body, soul information that we don't have, that most people in the mainstream don't have. And I think is really important if you really want to heal this and whether you want to get off your medication or not, doesn't matter. Some of you, some of us will be on it for the rest of our lives. And sometimes even then it it doesn't work. I remember when I took depression medication, um, actually medication for anxiety and depression, that'll be another episode on anxiety coming soon. But I remember that it made me feel nothing. 
So I didn't feel depressed anymore, but I didn't feel anything flat, completely flat. And I lost my libido, which really sucked. I was, you know, in my twenties when I went on the medication. And so not feeling like, you know, having that drive at that time, I felt like something was wrong with me, right? It just didn't feel good to not feel anything or, or want that. So in a general perspective, depression from a mind, body, soul perspective is anger turned inwards. So anger at yourself. Okay. So I just want to start out by saying that. And there's many reasons why we might have anger at ourselves and direct that anger at ourselves. The most common reason is because in childhood or growing up, and then still to this day, we, you know, as children, if we were angry, let's say at our parents, and on some level, we knew that that wasn't okay or even safe to express that anger at our parents or primary caregivers or teachers or older siblings, fill in the blank, right? Um, what we did is, you know, we had to, we had to direct it somewhere. If we couldn't direct it at them, we turned it in towards ourselves. We made ourselves the bad person. We made ourselves wrong. We blamed ourselves. So I grew up in a house where, you know, my mom was depressed. So I'm just going to interject here because it's the perfect time that that is another reason why we might have depression is it is passed down in our DNA. Now that doesn't mean we can't change it. And I'll get to that later. So I'm with a mom who's depressed and, you know, anytime I expressed, let's say any thing negative, it would make her feel worse and cry. And then, right. So it, it just didn't, it wasn't a good thing. My dad was an alcoholic and had a lot of rage, regardless of being an alcoholic. He had a lot of rage. Even when he wasn't drinking, he had a lot of rage. So I knew it wasn't safe for me to express my anger because I knew what would probably happen, right? He would turn it back on me. So for those reasons, many of us, right, and because our anger, we we got messages that our anger towards others was not okay. Maybe you were even punished for it. Or to the extreme, it wasn't safe. Maybe you expressed anger and you were punished, not just by like getting yelled at or scolded, but it was like physical abuse. It, it was bad. So we learned that it was easier and better to turn it inwards. So just breathe that in for a moment and just noticing how you feel in your body right now with this information. And again, we're going here because we can't change anything we're not aware of. And I always say we look back, but we don't stare when it comes to our past to understand why we feel what we feel, why we are experiencing what we're experiencing in the present. 
All right. So another piece, and again, some of these might true, be true for you or all of these might be true for you. All right, so second piece, if you are feeling stuck or powerless to change something in your life, if you are feeling stuck or powerless to change something in your life, that can cause a feeling of depression. It's like, what's, what's the use? What's the point? I might as well just stay in bed all day. Like, I can't change it. Powerless, helpless. And again, many of us, it was true in childhood. We were powerless to some degree. We were helpless to some degree. If our parents weren't honoring us, if our parents weren't respecting what we want, needed, or desired, if we weren't being heard. You know, I remember so many instances that I felt so stuck in childhood. So I think it is helpful to give some examples. So for myself, I felt stuck or powerless. When it came to um, gosh, there's so many things that are coming up right now as I'm, as I'm talking about this, I had to ride a bus for at least an hour, maybe more. I lived out in the middle of nowhere in Wisconsin, and I had to ride a bus that had one boy on it who just was rotten to me, teased me, threw spitballs at me, stole my lunchbox. And Yet I told my parents this and there was nothing they could do about it because I mean, what, you know, the bus driver is doing the best he or she can, even though they know about it, this boy's gotten in trouble before. Does it really matter? No. Could my parents take me to school? No. There were no other options, but me riding the bus. You know, my parents left for work really early in the morning. So it was like, I could either stay home from school or I could ride the bus. There was no other options. No kids lived near me that could give me a ride at the time. So there's a situation, right? I was stuck, helpless, hopeless. I hated riding that bus. Couldn't change it. For many years, I was sexually abused by my father and I couldn't change that either. Tried to tell my mother, she couldn't hear it at the time for whatever reason. And so again, stuck, helpless, um, you know, lying there, you know, there's the anxiety part as well. So anxiety and depression for many of us go hand in hand. Um, yeah, talk more about that later. So as a child, you might've felt stuck or powerless to change something in your life. And now as an adult, there is a part of you, there is a part of me that can still feel that way when something challenging or negative is occurring. We forget that now we are powerful adults that are capable of changing anything. But that child part, that wounded part takes over the part that was traumatized takes over and it says, 
here I am again, stuck, powerless. And so we go into this feeling of depression, right? Oh, yeah. So another piece that might be true for you, that might be at the root of your depression. Um, and this is kind of connected to the first piece that anger turns turned inwards is this self-criticism. Like you might have this inner critic that is constantly telling you that you're doing something wrong, not good enough, that you are bad, you are broken, that you're wrong, right? Everything about you is wrong. Whether it's the emotions that you have, your body, the things that you do from day to day or don't do, it's just this part, um, I like to call it a combination of the perfectionist and the superhuman. The part of you that says you gotta do it perfect and the part of you said that you have to do more, 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 more in order to survive. And I think this is the part for me that has been coming up big time in the past month. I was really seeing on a deeper level. And even though I've been doing this deeper work since 2007 and teaching it since 2010, we go through another layer or another turn on the spiral. I like to say, we're never going backwards. We're just digging up more layers to be released and healed. So I always knew I had this belief that I was not good enough, but then it went deeper this past month and really seeing at this, this core level that I have felt I am bad to the core. I'm just, I'm bad. And when you have this, this belief that you are bad or broken, never do anything good enough. And where does that come from? Again, I, you know, our parents did the best they could. Everyone in our life does the best they could. And from a soul perspective, we asked all these people to be in our life playing these roles. And we'll get to that towards the end of this video. And my human part from a very young age felt bad, broken, you know, just, I was a mistake. Literally I was, I was an oops, right? My parents had me when they were very young, um, 18 years old. And so just coming into the womb, being in the womb, I felt the energy that I was wrong, not wanted, wrong, whatever you want to say. And then I had a lot of criticism growing up, like a lot, sexual abuse, physical abuse. And so there was this, this constant, um, what word do I want to use? Just this constant reminder, like a deeper and deeper groove was formed in my brain and in my body and my energy field that I'm bad. Everything about me is bad or wrong. It doesn't matter what I do, what I say, it's never good enough. And so because of that, we feel, I mean, can you imagine, right? We feel depressed. I, I had horrible self-loathing, um, which didn't really shift until the multiple sclerosis was diagnosed 
and, you know, I went deeper into depression, but also deeper into really looking at what is the root cause, this really lit a fire under me to, to see what was at the root. And of course, um, what was at the root of the MS was also connected to the depression. So that might be another piece to your depression. And then I'm gonna put together or put in one more piece for you. That might be what's at the root. And it kind of goes, you know, so, you know some of these are connected, but yet I, it felt important to discuss them um, all separately today. So the last piece I wanna talk about today in terms of our wounded self, and then we'll go to the spiritual perspective is self-blame. Everything, it's, it's this belief, this part of you that believes every single thing is your fault. Anything that is wrong, that goes wrong in your life or the people around you, it's your fault. So I was sexually abused. It's my fault. My mom's sad. It's my fault. My parents are fighting. It's my fault. Right? My friend is upset. It's my fault. My parents got divorced. It's my fault. And this one I'm going to say is really subconscious, unconscious for a lot of us. But we got this deep message, again, for me coming in as an oops, it's my fault. It's my fault and I'm bad, right? So again, connected, but I'm going to, I think it's important to talk about them separately. So a part of you, and again, I like to say a part of you because I know that a part of me and a part of you knows that's not true. But even if you believe this, 10%, it can still impact you. Now, when I started this work, I believed all these things that I said, told you today very deeply on a one to 10 scale or one to a hundred, you know, I was believing these probably 99% of the time, which had me in anxiety and depression 99% of the time. I was depressed almost daily, right? And suicidal several times of my life. So um, I get it, right? I get it. I'm not just talking from some, like what I've heard. It's, it's from my own experience that I'm sharing this with you guys today. So again, self-blame. Just notice if when something bad happens in your life, if there's a part of you that automatically goes to, it's my fault and I have to fix it. Whether someone's disappointed, upset, Etc. And again, many of us feel this way too. I want to add this in. Um, it's not only our own. We pick up on other people's emotions because you're empathic, you're sensitive. Everyone listening to this is empathic or sensitive. I had a client the other day. She's like, I didn't know I was empathic. I didn't know I was sensitive. I'm like, yes, yes. So anyone listening to this, I guarantee that you are. And that means when other people around you feel bad, you pick up on that and you might not realize it and you take it on as your own. So I'll give you an example. Um, when my mom, right, my mom's really struggled with depression. So was it in my DNA? Probably. And what is DNA? DNA is really, um, it's what's passed on, which is 
thoughts, beliefs, and patterns and emotions, especially if you're empathic sensitive. So I was picking up a lot on my mom's not good enough, bad, wrong depression, right? She got pregnant when she wasn't married. She was Catholic. So, so many layers of this, you guys, so many layers. So you might be picking up, um, if you have the, the depression already, it could be added to by picking up on other people's depression. Um, big time. And again, if it's in your DNA, a family member has been depressed or has, you know, there's a history of depression in your family, it could be passed down in your DNA as well. And again, all of this, even if it's passed down in your DNA, is completely healable. I just want to, I want to plant that seed for you of truth. Okay. So let's, um, let's see, I'm being guided to add right now. So not just DNA from parents and ancestors, but the depression can also come or be brought forward from a past life as well. So a past life where I'll give you an example. I was a, um, a spiritual leader in a past life and I was also in another lifetime leader of a village and everyone in that village starved to death except me. Um, eventually I did, but everyone else pretty much died first. Um, you know, I was given what was left so I could help protect people or try to get more. And so because of that, I had this, you know, I, I brought forward this, it's all my fault, equaling depression or contributing to depression. So we can have these past lives where we felt bad or we had that blame or, you know, all the things I mentioned earlier, and that can be a part of you know, feeding the depression in this lifetime. So the good news is that in this lifetime right now that every one of us is experiencing, we have the chance, the choice, the opportunity to finally heal this on the deepest level possible. If you are listening to this, you have that opportunity, just like I have that opportunity. So most days now, I can, I can go um, long periods of time without depression, without feeling depressed. I don't take medications anymore at this time. And, um, and then when it comes up now, I know that there are deeper layers of those parts of me that are asking and ready for deeper layers of healing. Okay. Yeah. So. Good news, right? Good news for everyone listening, because I, I truly believe that if I can do it, you can do it too. You can get to that place where you might have some depression, but when you do have it, you have the tools, you know why it's there and you can heal it on a deeper layer, on a deeper level. And I still get support with that too. I don't just rely on myself, okay? So now I wanna go into a little bit of the spiritual perspective. So at this moment in time, I believe that I am a powerful soul, that all of us are powerful souls, and that before we came in to this body, whatever body, meat suit you're in right now, 
that you chose, each of us chose to heal certain things, to overcome certain things, to have certain experiences, diagnoses, in order not just to heal and grow, but to evolve. Um, our souls love to evolve. They love to overcome. They love challenges. Okay? And, and we're big on healing stuff from the past that we no longer want to carry forward as baggage. So many of us chose to have experiences, situations in this lifetime that would bring up this depression or even add to it, if that's possible, so that we can, could have the opportunity to overcome it. Number one, I believe that's true for me. Now, some of us have depression, choose to have depression. We agreed to, to have that diagnosis in order to bring about normalization of it, perhaps. And also, depending on who you chose as a soul to be in your, um, we're going to call it your soul tribe, right? The people in your your parents, your siblings, your friends, the doctors you have, um, the clients you work with, like my clients, right? Like I could not help them if I did not have this understanding of depression or MS or anxiety or every uh, rape, um, sexual abuse, like everything that I've experienced in this lifetime. One of the reasons I chose it is because I wanted to help other people through it. So many of you listening, that's also a reason your soul chose to have depression or any challenge that you have in your life. Okay. So that's a very short version of the spiritual perspective. So hopefully you found this information useful today. You found it helpful today. Maybe it brought you a little bit of relief, right? And to know that you're not alone and even that you have depression doesn't mean that you're bad or there's something wrong with you or you're totally fucked up, right? Um, yeah, so that is my hope for you that you can take this and really start to go deeper into looking at what is at the root of your depression and knowing that there are tools to heal it. So one of the things you can start to do to heal it is just by becoming aware of it, right? Write and reflect. What are the things that have happened in your past where you felt powerless? And now what is what's happening in the present that's causing you to feel powerless? What anger turned inwards do you have? Did you do that as a child? And are you still doing that, right? Because we, you were taught anger was bad. And so you, you, when anytime you're angry, you now stuff it and turn it inwards versus express it to your partner, your friend, your boss in a healthy way. You have a strong inner critic that's telling you you're bad, broken, not good enough. You have a lot of self-blame. And, and why? What have you blamed yourself for? Why do you think everything's your fault? So that is my first inspired action step to you. And then what we do with that I'll be getting deeper into that if you'd like more support in my upcoming workshop on healing anxiety and depression. There's a link below this video, or if you're listening to this, 
It might be below the audio, or I don't know where you'll be listening to this or watching this. You can also go to tanyapenny.com slash programs and find the link to sign up there for this, this live workshop. Um, and in the meantime, again, do that write and reflect. We're going to be going deeper into that in the live workshop if you choose to join us. You can also sign up if you're not into live group things um, to sign up to work with me one-on-one uh, -on -one as well. And the other thing you can start to do is start writing down what is true. So I'll give you an example. I wrote a list of why I'm bad because that's coming up for me right now. And it was a long list. One of the reasons I'm bad is because I was born, right? I was an oops, I was a mistake, so I'm bad. The truth is, maybe my parents weren't ready for me. On a soul level, they were, but from a human perspective, they were not. The whole universe wanted me or I wouldn't be here. I wouldn't have been born. So I'm not bad. I was wanted by the whole universe to be here. And this was planned. I'm not bad. I'm soothing myself with that truth right now. Another one is, you know, I was date raped when I was 15. And there's a part of me that says, well, it's your fault because you drank for the first time. You drank alcohol. You were 15. You went to a party with your boyfriend that was older than you, a short-term boyfriend, and you drank for the first time and then you were raped. And it's your fault. You shouldn't have drank. You shouldn't have went to that party. Oh my gosh. Right? I know so many of you can can understand and see the truth that wasn't my fault. Like who wouldn't have went to the party with their boyfriend? Well, you know, you want to keep your boyfriend and, and everyone's drinking. You want to fit in. I wanted to fit in. I was younger and the rape was definitely not my fault, right? Like I didn't deserve that. So yeah, we have to start planting, looking at what is true, finding the truth and telling that wounded part of you, right? That that's not true, right? Because every every limiting belief or fear, we'll just say limiting negative belief in this this case, right? That it was my fault. I deserved it. Creates that emotion of depression. And I have so many of these. Can you imagine how depressed I used to feel? Um, I've worked through most of them right now, but now this deeper layer is coming up which has guided me to, to share this with you guys to, to record this, um, this episode. So you want to discover what's at the root and then find what's true and beginning and begin to soothe yourself. And we're going to go through um, a self-healing process to do that in the live workshop as well. Um, so thank you for watching, listening to this today. Please feel free to share it with other people that you know might benefit from this new perspective or understanding on depression. Um, as always, give yourself loads of compassion for doing this, for looking at this, for, um, for doing this deeper inner work, this inner healing, which is essentially what we need to heal the planet. You focus on healing your stuff. If everyone does that, the planet will be healed, right? And compassion is a big piece of that, practicing that compassion for yourself. We're going to be going into that and more tools in the workshop. Um, also, if you choose to work with me one-on-one -on -one, and just sending you so much hope, right? So much hope and love and peace. Like I've been going through this on and off this deeper level for the past couple of weeks, but 
I, you know, I'm not stuck in bed. I'm able to work with this part of me on a daily basis and then um, still, you know, work, help you guys, support you guys and um, do my, my part-time OT work that I'm doing here on the big island right now and bringing these new perspectives and tools to those people that wouldn't normally find me. So, um, so yeah, share the love. And I would love to support you on a deeper level if you feel guided. All right. Love you. And thank you for joining me for today's episode on understanding depression. Stay tuned for more new episodes coming soon. Bye.